1: We're coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can't, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com put a little mustard on it when you go ahead and put a little mustard at YouTube and anything else that we do and cover right here at the Lakers fast break, including our great friends at the hoopes podcast network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, they're finally here. My gosh, the meaning that we've been trying to get together for seemingly forever. No, <laughs> no, no. I almost received as many emails on this as I did during my time at CES. And I received thousands of emails during my time at CES a couple weeks ago. And this has been taking place now for quite some time in the making, but it's finally here. It is the time that we go ahead and pick our all-star teams because it's right around the corner. And things are looking as far as we get to the closer and closer to the NBA all-star break. Things are looking eh for the Lakers right now, coming in right now at a record of 21 and 21 at 500, but we'll go further into that. We'll go further into what the Lakers can do what, as far as maybe trying to get a trade going about a disappointing trade for the Lakers today that didn't involve them, but involved another team that took a player that could have helped our situation. But here today to first talk the All-Star Game and a little bit more, two great guests indeed. You got to go ahead and for our first guest, read out his five things, not five amazing things, not five bad things, not five great things. It's just five things at uh-huh. Lakerholics.com. Although he does have a non-five things article relating to the halfway point in the NBA season, which I highly, highly recommend. So it's so good. Laker Tom actually moved aside his articles <laughs> I and put that. it on the front. Gee, that was blatant. Never does it for my stuff, but wouldn't no. you, actually did it for yours. <laughs> well, it is a good man indeed. It is Jamie Sweet. And Jamie, good to have you here, my friend. Thank and you, uh, I know you've got some things you want to talk about. with a concern. Some all-stars in the make.
0: I can't find my scarf. Oh, okay. Well, I think you put it in your room. I'll come help you find it in just a second. Thanks, Gerald. It's great to be here. We're having some emergency situations over here. My four-year-old really wants to go to the snow and have a scarf on. So in a second, I'll probably hop up while Sean's talking and help her find it. Yeah, it's great to be here. I was as surprised as you that Tom uh, gave me top billing on the site. That almost never happens. (laughs) I also don't write full-blown articles that much, but that one just kind of came out right before the halfway point started. And I don't know why I let myself travel down these paths, but I felt a glimmer of hope that maybe we could kick off the second half of the season with a, with a drumming of the Sacramento Kings and like, Hey, you know, we're ready to come out, you know, with some boxers moxie. And "Ah," instead we came out and laid another egg and defense looked as terrible as it's looked all year and, you know, couldn't score in the clutch and poor shots, poor execution, coach, not running the team, all the issues that have plagued us for the whole year uh, went nowhere and still plague us to this day. So.
1: Let's talk (laughs) All-Stars. Yes, let's talk All-Stars indeed. I mean, everybody knows about the Lakers' current situation, and I'm sure we'll discuss that after our All-Star talk. But you had some All-Stars in mind, so I'm going to go ahead and send you over to the East. Who are your East starters for the All-Star game as of right now? January 13, 2022.
0: Should we just all rip through ours real quick, real quick?
1: Absolutely. So right now we're going to go ahead through with our all-star picks. I'm going to start with Laker Tom's first to get us started. So Laker Tom on the Friday show, which you can catch in full, his thoughts there. Actually, you went ahead and started off with the all-star picks. So here we go. With Laker Tom's e-starters, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and Kevin Durant. His reserves are DeMar DeRozan, James Harden, LaBella Ball, Darius Garland, Fred Vliet bam at a bio and jared allen again some good picks overall the bam at a bio it depends on how much you want to say is how much he's been in the lineup as far as it's concerned so i i give it either which way but those are some good picks on the east side on the west side his starters are as follows stefan curry devin booker john morant lebron james and nicola jokic and i can't simply argue with that one because i thought that was a really good choice right there on his reserves, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Anthony Edwards. So Anthony Edwards moves into, in the second year, already an all-star status in Laker Tom's eyes. Paul George, who is injured for a considerable amount of time, so he, he probably will get selected, but he'll probably have to be replaced because I don't think he'll be able to make the all-star game. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and Draymond Green. Jamie Sweet. The man of the hour, indeed. Let's go ahead and hear your thoughts on the East and West All-Stars. So who do you have? I know, right? Who do you have on the Eastern side for All-Stars and the reserves?
0: My Eastern Conference All-Star starters are Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, DeMar DeRozan, and Trey Young. You know, all the talk today has actually made me pull back one of my other starters because the games played is is a real thing. So my new, as of just this moment, Eastern Conference backups are Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Zach Levine, James Harden, LaMelo Ball, and Jason Tatum, because I think Tatum has had a better season than Jalen Brown. If I'm being honest with myself, I like Brown's game better, but Jason Tatum has had the better season. My Western Conference starters are LeBron James, Steph Curry, John Morant, Nikola Jokic, and Luka Doncic. And my Western Conference all-star bench is Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns, Spida, Donovan Mitchell. And even though I want to go with my audacity pick of Carmel, Anthony, all of the haranguing I've gotten as a result, and because it's certainly just not going to happen, because there are far more deserving players than Carmelo Anthony. Sean's pick of Bain is a perfect example. I'm going to go with Wiggins, who I think will get the nod over George, and that's that. What,
1: what George will probably get picked in?
0: George will get picked, but I'm just—he won't then be. Able he'll to get
1: play. replaced by Wiggins. I think that's, that's what I'm saying. George will
0: get picked. He'll be replaced by Wiggins, and that'll be that. I yeah. could see it going to Thompson on the sheer, you know love that the league seems to have for 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 clay but I, wiggins is in my opinion more deserving
1: i mean if aiden played a little bit more i think he would be more considered for the because i think he's been playing at a really good level but just not enough games I just
0: he's not don't enough games that. say and that's why i got rid of that's why I, I i'm tempted to even pull out ad but uh i think that he'll still make it in there just on being a laker
1: and rep if that's the case then that's that uh yeah
0: it's the All-Star game, baby. Yeah, it's not well, just it's all it's not all merit.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true indeed. It's but not all merit. Magic man, Sean Grice. All right. You're up, my friend. Your thoughts on the East. All-stars, both starters and reserves.
2: Yes, sir. Um, myself, Gerald, and Jamie all have the same starting five for the East. It's Trey Young, Damar DeRozan, Giannis, KD, and Joel Embiid. My reserves are James Harden. Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, Lamo Ball, Lonzo Ball, the Ball Brothers make the All-Star team together, Fred Van Fleet. And, you know, I picked Darius Garland, but Gerald's pick of Jared Allen, Jamie's pick of Jared Allen is just as deserving. I think you need to have a Cav or two on there just to represent the city and the way they've come together this year. It's been a really nice surprise. They've been the surprise in the East. Memphis has been the surprise in the West. As far as the West goes, my starters, John Morant, Steph Curry, LeBron James. I put Luka Doncic in, as well as uh, Nikola Djokic. An incredible year. The reserves, again, Draymond Green, Desmond Bain, Chris Ball, Devin Booker. I'm still going to put DeAndre Ayton on the team. Um, He's had a really, really good year. Uh, Spider Mitchell
1: and um, Rudy Gobert. I think that when it comes down to it, a lot of good picks right there for you. The only thing when it comes to Bain, I'm just not sure he's taken that step yet. I think he's playing at a level, like I said, it's comparative to a really strong starter. I think many would say the same thing about Anthony Wiggins. So I think one of those two guys would be the ones that maybe you would make the choice on as far as it's concerned. Maybe one will get in, one will not.
2: What's enjoyable about Bain is... I thought he would be a a very good rotational player. As did I. I, Yeah. But I didn't think he had star potential, Gerald. But he's improved his defense. He's improved his three-point shooting. He's improved
1: his shot selection so tremendously. I I really do think there's star potential there. Well, the thing is, with Dylan Brooks out of the lineup for such a period of time, as he's been already twice this year, I think that's opened the door for Bain. I think that when Dylan Brooks is in, that kind of suppresses Desmond Bain because there's only so much, so many points, and Dylan Brooks is a is a shot make, shot Mm -hmm. taker, shot taker. Indeed, he gets a lot of he gets points, eighteen, nineteen points a game, but he does on a lot of shots, so that takes away shots from other people, and I think Bain's the one of those ones that. I see their defense is better with both of them on the court and they're great. Yeah. They would be awesome in a playoff setting, but regular season stat wise, I know it takes away from Bain, but right now Bain has been the beneficiary of Dylan Brooks, not being in the lineup. And of course I think he's the, the front runner for NBA's Western conference most improved player of the year. So I think that's a pretty no much no brainer right there for you. But my starters for the Western conference is going to be Curry John Morant, LeBron, Jokic, and Booker, like Laker, Tom, I think they're pretty much no-brainers. I think you may be able to slide Draymond Green in there. It's your choice mm-hmm. on that. But I think that the Phoenix Suns do need a representative as being that they have the best record of anybody in the NBA. And now after the loss at Milwaukee, is going to get a little bit farther because of what Golden State is doing against Milwaukee right now. So. The reserves are Luka Doncic, and I real reason really, I can't put him as a starter is because all the controversy he had and the slow start he's had to the season. He's now playing, since he's been back from his injury, playing a lot better. And of course, Dallas has been on a roll as of late, but I think the talk about him coming in overweight and not in shape, I think, has a lot to do with his ineffective play early on in the season. But he should have been at an MVP level. I think the fact that he's not being considered an MVP is the fact that, like I said, he got off just a slow start. But I think he's a good reserve. So, Doncic, Chris Paul, Draymond Green, Spida Mitchell, as everyone is talking about, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns. And I put him, I made the last-minute change. I'm going to put Anthony Wiggins on there for you. Despite his vaccination status and all that stuff and the the controversy and all that, I think a lot of people were – Really uh, hard on him, him about, you know what, he has overcome that to play tremendous defense and also shoot, what, 43, 44% from the three point area and score 17, 18 points a game on a loaded Golden State Warrior team. So, yes, I put Wiggins at the back end. Although, again, there you could put Anthony Edwards on there, you could put Desmond Bain on there, and I'm not going to give you a whole big argument on that as well. So, I just think the standbys like you know, A D and Amy Lillard, they've just not had the kind of seasons that you would go ahead, either injury wise or stats wise that you would you would like to see from them.
2: You, you know, it's really interesting, Gerald. If if the like you said earlier, if the Pelicans were just a little bit more competitive
1: or Oklahoma would, City.
2: Yeah, Oklahoma it would City. be very difficult to leave off both Zion and J V. Like they, they, you would probably have to put both of them on the all-star team. Well, Zion, yeah, Zion's not, you mean <laughs> S,
0: S, SGA and
1: Valanciunas.
0: And Valanciunas mm-hmm. and maybe Ingram again. Is anybody surprised that there's no talk of a New York Nick on the uh, all-star roster? That's be, a surprise. It's a surprise a though. Surprise. Nobody would have picked, nobody would have called that at the beginning. of the I would have called Randall. As uh, I think Randall is,
1: is was primed a lot of people's eyes saying that he would be not able to repeat that same success he to a lot of people is like that great one season yeah. that player who in the league you see every now and then it's had that one great season that they were deserving of the all-star like the paul Millsaps of the world yep. and yep. Uh, yep. i don't he's want to say it's bonus because the bonus has been on there twice but he's been also called the worst all-star ever yeah, so right. yeah i mean but there's stuff. there's those there's those veteran players are out there that have that like one all-star to their name and i see that for julius randall i think that might be the only time he ever gets that close to to being the all-star it
0: could be his three-point shot kind of fell off a cliff like a lot of the big men who had well, that nice...
1: yeah that's but it was maybe it. his anomaly
0: and, yeah. and i still.
2: i couldn't agree more with with both of you gentlemen i think there's a consensus around just the league and with fans that the 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 magic pixie dust has come off the brown and tatum duo yeah,
0: yeah. oh yeah well,
1: Eastern starters for me, let me go ahead and run this through quick. quick. Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Tentacompo, Giannis Tentacompo, DeMar DeRozan, who you probably have to put in there as a guard, even though he's never played guard in three years. But, okay, we're going to have to do something for him. He has to play yes. as one of the starters. And I think the shakiest one in the starting lineup, just because they played very well as of late, is James Harden although they're not playing very well right now against Oklahoma city and SGA, but yes, James Harden can't blame them because they've been playing like what four days and yeah, six nights all over the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All over the country. So yeah, I can't blame that. But James Harden would probably be my starting guard. My reserves are Zach Levine, who is just the first one barely off, off the starting lineup list. It would be Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Jared Allen fields, a defense that is, right now devastating Devastating. with him Evan Mobley Darius Garland right there on the perimeter doing a great job on both ends of the floor really am happy with what they're doing and thank you know great good for them because they were only picked in Las Vegas to win 28 games this year and they're already about ready to do that Drew Holiday who's had a really solid season and no this is not because of what he did last season this is because he's had a good season this season I think he's better playing more consistently than Chris Middleton has. Plus Chris Middleton has been out with an injury. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler in Miami has played enough games to qualify just barely enough, right. but I think he's been sensational when he's been out there. Trey Young, who also could have been a starter. I know everybody's thinking about him as a starter. I just think that that Atlanta team, Portland Atlanta and the Lakers who plays worst defense that should be the title of another podcast because I mean, those it is Portland
0: all... but not by much
1: not by much not by much if you've seen the defenses for the Lakers and Atlanta you'll you'll probably say the same thing but yes and if, Herb, much... if Herb Jones didn't play 40 minutes a night we'd be talking about New Orleans at or the You you got that right he's been a sensation for them and it's for, unfortunate that he doesn't have any more defensive talent around him but Yes, uh, Trey Young is right there. And Fred Van Vliet, who I absolutely hope that Toronto, even though they're not going to do it, will trade to the Lakers because he's been a godsend as far as his play. You know, people talked about him and Kyle Lowry as far as winning the championship. And what would he do when Kyle Lowry left? Well, he has not only done so well, he's just dominated so far the past couple weeks alone on both sides of the ball. Van Vliet would be a just a great addition to the Eastern reserves right there for you. So there's all of our picks again for the all-stars. <laughs> I think we yes. did it three times, right? Yes. Three times, <laughs> third time's a charm. Three if you charm. have thoughts yeah. out there on your all-star picks, I'm going to post this at Lakerholics.com. In fact, I sent it out already to both Sean and Jamie Sweet to tell me their right in writing what their choices were so they can go ahead, because I don't want to go back and look at this on the closed caption. Again, going to go <laughs> ahead and just you know type that out, send that to me, so we can post to Lakerholics.com. And if you folks out there have your thoughts on the all-star teams, please let us know, Lakerholics.com.
2: This is Raphael from NBA Draft junkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now. And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets. And they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention.
0: Is it going to be enough though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade
1: and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. (laughs) So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Got that all done. Promising people for days. I, know I got some flack back. When are you guys doing your all-stars? And you guys, well, I said, well, it's up to those two and everything can get their schedule worked out. But it is the Lakers' fast break. This is Jamie Sweet and Sean, the Magic Man Grice. There were some issues today in regards for the Lakers. Unfortunately, Cam Reddish, who we were eyeing on as a potential trade target, got traded for something the Lakers don't have, and that's a... <laughs> near in the future first round draft pick and they could not trade for that they had they were trying to offer two second rounders according to reports and unfortunately couldn't get it done so Cam Reddish was traded to New York i'm not sure still if Atlanta got the best part of the trade i still think that they could have gotten more but that's just me for Cam Reddish cuz i still think Cam Reddish has a lot of promise in this league but Guys, I know that there's some things you want to talk about when concerns LeBron's wordage, when it concerns uh, him and Tom Brady. <laughs> but that'll be on the last thing. But I know, Magic Men, you want to talk about some trade things going on as far as possible trade rumors, because right now we could use all the help we could get for the Los Angeles Lakers.
2: Absolutely, Gerald. And um,
1: look, when the
2: season was pretty much just getting s- fresh, The names were already being bantied about. Jeremy Grant's name was being bantied about. Ben Simmons' name was being bantied about. And right now, I think Laker fans in general need to understand that we don't have many arrows in the quiver to acquire those kinds of players. It's just not feasible. It's not possible. It's not practical right now. I think Laker fans need to understand that if we're going to improve this year and, and try and make a run, that they need to include creativity in any deal they make as as an advantage here. They're probably going to get somebody in the buyout market. But as far as the trade is concerned, they really need to look at teams like Houston they really need to look at teams that go to Orlando. Like the the two guys I would I would be constantly calling about if I was Rob Polinka are Eric Gordon and Gary Harris Jr. Those are two players
1: that you could put on your perimeter. Eric I would Gordon, I would he, personally go I would go T, uh, Terrence Ross if you're going okay. uh, right. to look at someone. Okay, all
2: right, Terrence Ross is a great player, too. So, I mean, if if you got Terrence Ross in a deal, that would be beneficial. Now, if you got
1: mm-hmm. Harris and Ross? Ooh. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You'd, you'd be cooking with peanut oil there on the perimeter, at least. Eric Gordon's defense, like, for the most part, his defense isn't as bad as... But he's Analyze. still owed
1: three years. Yes. That's a thing. Yeah,
2: that's, that's the hitch with... But, you know, I think... If you acquired him, if for some reason he didn't work out, I I think it is it, it is um, an intriguing contract for somebody else because he is a dynamic shooter this year. I mean, yes. he's on a bad team, but he's he's been a consistently dynamic shooter from beyond the arc.
1: So he's playing well. He's playing well this year. So, so I'll give I give you that. I think as far
2: as us as Lakers fans, we guys like Eric Gordon. Guys like Terrence Ross, like Gerald was saying, are, are realistic options we can we can think about or mow on. We don't have the package to offer Detroit to get Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant is likely gonna end up on a team like the Utah Jazz, uh, the Chicago Bulls, the Brooklyn Nets, somebody who who both have the 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 arrows uh, have the quivers and have the uh, financial stability or practicality to, to make that kind of deal.
1: We, like, we're
2: not getting Jeremy Grant.
1: No, I don't think we are. I think it's someone who is going to be very much lot, and the price always goes up just before the trade deadline. And the Lakers, unfortunately, like you said, don't have much as far as chips to Annie in there in order to go ahead and try and see if they can win that poker game. I think that. THT and Kendrick Nunn and a 2027 or 28 first rounder is just not going to be good enough to get Mm -hmm. you exactly what you need. But if the Lakers can pull off a smaller trade for someone, like you said, like a Harris or a Ross, or if you really are desperate, you want to go ahead and get Eric Gordon. And the reason why I say you're desperate, because there's so many years left on his contract, it's really not funny. (laughs) And thing is, you're counting on Eric Gordon, who's had a history of injuries, to stay healthy for those entire three years. And that might be asking a whole lot because he might age over the course of the next three years. He's still pretty good on the defensive wing and, of course, can still shoot. And that may stay around for his entire career, his ability to shoot. It's just dependent on, like with Ellington, can he still defend at any level? We see with Ellington that he can't. And that's the problem. He can't stay on the course because he can't defend at all. even though he can still shoot, which is very clear. So you're worried about that. But right now, Gordon can still play at an acceptable level. I still would like to focus on the Orlando guys, Harris and Ross. I think that would be a good combination you could get at someone, maybe for fairly cheap of a price, because they just probably want to unload the contracts at this point. So that would be who I would target. Jamie, are there any targets that you're interested in? I mean,
0: I'm kind of waiting to see how much Portland starts to blow it up you got to figure at some point they're going to pull the trigger on this. Looking at Covington? I would love Covington.
1: Are I'm, you sure? Because remember, he was traded to Portland for two first-round picks, and you saw how that worked out.
0: Well, I know, but – He's not
1: okay. even starting right now.
0: Yeah, but I, I kind of think that that – I mean, Portland's a dumpster fire. They have – they I don't know that he got into – I mean, he played well when he first got there and then fell off, especially towards the playoffs. But I think that they were expecting him to – be a lot more than he was not ready to be, and I think on the Lakers, if we could figure out a way to get him here, I think that he would be the fourth best player, which is exactly where he needs to be. They wanted him to be second, maybe third best player, depending on how C.J. McCollum was playing on any given night, and in the playoffs, C.J. is pretty streaky. Uh, He doesn't really show up in the playoffs the way you, you need a guy with his salary and pedigree and the way that he's able to show that he can perform in the regular season doesn't usually show up the same way, so Uh, I mean, unfortunately, all of Portland's best draft assets are basically broken for the season. I don't know what you do when you get a collapsed lung. Evidently, he's ready to play, but not playing. So I'm not sure. Uh, I have a hard time seeing them be able to get a a fair value on uh, McCollum right now. He doesn't move many needles at this point, given his salary and and I think his inconsistencies. Uh, and is and is, and he just isn't a good defender more than anything. He's really just, you're getting a good score, and that's where it's going to top out at. You're not even getting that much of a creator. He, he's a good shooter. Not a great shooter. He's a good shooter. So I think Portland overpaid McCollum. Uh, I think that they put a little too much faith in the Lillard-McCollum pairing. Honestly, I would be interested in Yurkic if he were to be made available. I think that he's a still a pretty dynamic two-way center. He's not joker dynamic two-way center or cat dynamic two-way center but he's definitely in that second tier of centers still pretty young my only knock against him is like everybody on portland he seems pretty injury prone i don't know what it it is about the city of portland maybe they put steps a few inches higher than other cities and nobody's used to it and people just go tumbling i I don't know what's going on there but it's a dumpster fire so i i'm kind of waiting to see you know, there are two dominoes that need to fall. And one of them I don't think is honestly going to fall this season. I know everybody's like, oh, there's no way Daryl Moray will sit on Ben Simmons all season. And I disagree 100% with that. I think Daryl Moray will sit on that all season long, and he will do so happily, mainly because of the precedent it sets in terms of a GM being able to do their job in the NBA. I think he's drawn a line in the sand, and he's saying, I am going to get an absurd haul for you, or you will play. Uh, and if you don't play, we'll find you into obscurity. And no one will want you on their team. You will never see the money that you think you should have earned. If you thought that, you know, Isaiah Thomas or Boogie Cousin had a run of bad luck, you will eclipse that in terms of a bad choice by not suiting up and playing. So, Well,
2: Windhorse had an interesting rumor, Jamie. He said that James Harden is still really close with uh, somebody in um, the Sixers' ownership group. Oh, really? Yes. And... There's talks that Sean Marks has been basically trying to cajole Josiah into not re-signing James Harden because a lot of people think that this is the beginning of his decline. Uh, huh. the, the numbers may not indicate it, but he's not yeah. getting to the free throw line. Um, his I efficiency of getting free throws is, yeah. is, do, is going down.
0: Agreed, but that's part of the rules. They put that. They mm-hmm. did that. They, they these are the Harden rules this year, right? These are the Harden Young rules. Like, so
2: so there's there's this idea that Simmons is going to get traded for Harden in the off season. It would be a sign and trade.
0: I could see that happening in the off season. I don't see Simmons. I see Simmons finishing the year in a Philly uniform without putting the uniform on. So I I kind of look at Portland as when when does Portland admit that they're imploding finally? Like, it has I, If they don't admit it this year. It's mind-blowing because that team is just a raging dumpster fire right now. I mean, Laker fans think they have problems. Like, we don't have anywhere near the problems Portland has. They have have similar amount, of not, a lot of cap space. I think they have a few more draft assets than us, but none that are like, you know.
1: They have a few more trade assets than we do. They have more
0: tradable contracts. That's the only thing. But you're rebuilding around to – if they keep Lillard and McCollum – you're building around the same two guys who just haven't been able to get it done. And I love Dame Lillard's game. I think Dame Damien Lillard is probably one of the one of the more underrated players like Brandon Roy in Portland before him. You know, it's hard to get breakthrough into the media consciousness when you play in a place like Portland. And John Moran is showing what you have to do. You have to have athleticism. You have to have that that you have to bring that level of excitement to the game that doesn't just come with hitting game winners. It comes with, like, getting your head near the top of the backboard to, to block an Avery Bradley shot uh, or almost hitting your head on the rim to dunk an alley-oop off of a pass and winning. Damon McComb haven't been able to do that, and I, 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 you got to wonder how long they they put faith in that. I mean, if being pretty good is good enough for the Portland ownership group, then congratulations. You're pretty good when you're all healthy but you're not going to win a championship with that squad so i i think that portland is going to be the team that starts to fuel the rest of the nba's trade machinations once they decide to start dumping pieces and trying to get more draft assets in terms of picks in the next two years and players that are either on expiring deals or uh so that they can free up cap space or um guys to build around and i don't see that as being ben simmons either so
1: Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast, My Worst Holiday, and you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, again, it's been a great discussion. We'll see what happens with the Lakers and their trade assets as we go forward before the trade deadline coming up. We have month no trade February. assets, we
0: have, we have no trade assets.
1: Yeah. Thomas clearly convinced THT is a trade asset. So, there you go.
0: Well, let's just remember that for 4 years, however long Kuzma was on the team, he was for sure going somewhere. Every every trade <laughs>
1: there was there, Yeah, but he's, well, he's been sure going somewhere lately. So, he's been sure <laughs> playing at a good level right now for the team. I I like, the I like
0: to I like to think that that patterns people establish in their day-to-day lives and their work lives are patterns that are lasting and that Rob Poink has never pulled off an in-season trade. We don't have great assets to pull off an in-season trade. I don't really see Rob, unless somebody's like Miles Turner, THT and none, don't even worry about the draft pick, which, Nobody will.
1: So <laughs> well, again, I'm on. I, I said on on yesterday's show. I'm I'm on the fence, either which way. I don't think it's not going to happen, but I don't think it is going to happen. I I'm right in the middle. I'm not sure either which way. So you don't think again, I, don't have, I don't have I don't have any say. faith in Rob Palenka. I think Rob Palenka is no. I don't think he's going to make GM. it in season trade. I don't. I just don't, a- a because- I just don't think he's a good GM. I really don't. I'm going to put it out there. I just don't think he's a good GM. I I think that he, you know, he was blessed with LeBron James. and was able to, to work magic for one year, as far as it's heard. But since then we've now, the more we've gone to see him in his career, these past two seasons, we've seen him having his, his bigger fingerprint on the pulse of the team more to say, as far as who's on the team and who's not. And we see the fact that he just is not a good evaluator of talent right now. And that to me is a, I would have never said the Westbrook trade should gone. We'll just leave yeah. it at that. But guys, before we head on out, two quick things. Magic Man, you wanted to talk about LeBron James's comments in regards to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and something about you know obviously they were the reigning, or they still are the reigning Super Bowl champions, and LeBron had something recent to say about it that kind of struck a nerve with you. So I want to hear your thoughts on exactly LeBron and Tom Brady and all this good stuff because I guess uh, it really stuck a stuck a thorn in your side. You don't know yeah, see this is being
0: LeBron Brady? It did.
2: It did. And thank you Gerald for the lead in with Rob Polinka because when LeBron was injured in his inaugural Lakers season, Rob Polinka had an analogy that bothered myself, it bothered Jamie Sweet. And I believe it bothered you and a lot of other Laker fans when he compared us to the New England Patriots and LeBron being injured. And it was just, it was a lot of rambling about a team basically coming together and finding itself. And then eventually at the end of the year, things just break your way and you'll be holding the trophy at the end of the year. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just, I'm a little concerned that that mindset has rubbed off on LeBron this year when he compares the Lakers to the Bucks. Now, two different sports completely, but I want people to functionally, basically understand something that I think is simplistic to everybody once you, you take a step back. Young teams end up winning championships. At times, a veteran team comes along and they win. That's that's more so in baseball. But for the most part, in in the four major sports, young teams win championships. Kobe and Shaq were were in their prime. I mean, Kobe hadn't even reached his prime, and he had oh, already won yeah. three titles. Uh, Giannis is in his prime. Steph, Draymond, and Clay were in their prime. Magic, Kareem were in. Kareem was on the downside, but Magic, James Worthy, Byron Scott, all those guys were in their prime. The Tampa Bay Bucks did have a 43 year old quarterback. That's correct. But their number one and number two wide receivers were both 24 and 23 years old at the time. Their linebackers were 23 and 24. Their offensive line and defensive line were in their mid 20s. Young teams win championships. Yes. It takes veterans to help you get over the edge. Shaq will talk about Robert Ory. Shaq will yeah. talk about Dennis Scott. You need sure. those guys. Sure. But for the most part, on a championship-winning team, the majority of your players are young and in their prime. And right now, DeLake, we're not in our prime. We're not in our prime. Melo is not in his prime.
0: You don't LeBron need seven is vets.
2: <laughs> LeBron is, is, is at the end of his prime, but he's still in his prime the only young player we have that's in his prime is Anthony Davis and as it's been mentioned before he he's got a, a long injury history is so, he really in
1: his prime right now all uh, well, the injuries you know, he
2: is 28 you have to say that i mean yes. you know but but between 20 25 and and 32 33 that's usually your prime athletic years in any sport well so. he wasn't
1: looking at prime this year which Touché. is part of the reason why Touché. even Touché. before he got hurt i was saying maybe it's not the best thing to put him on the all-star team just just the eye test was saying but right yeah there. it just
2: it rubbed me the wrong way
1: gerald it, it it really did i think you know there
2: aside from the attrition we've dealt with this year with injuries and and covid I mean, championship teams, ultimately, it's no longer about chemistry. It's about cohesion. Jamie's brought up that word before. I mean, cohesion is much stronger than chemistry. Cohesion can slam through a wall. Chemistry can only get you so far. Those were my thoughts.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. If you have any thoughts of your own up there at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or the best place to go ahead and talk to us is Lakerholics.com. Well, guys, we finally got together after seemingly months of negotiations. (laughs) finally got together. I'm just joking when I say that, but almost. I just want to say thank you both for joining us today. Any last thoughts, guys, on the way out? I mean, you know, go ahead. You can drop your Lakers anger right here if you want to leave uh, with that. There'll be plenty
0: of time to do that after the post game
1: tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. You mean on <laughs> Yeah, absolutely on Saturday. Absolutely. That's, so we'll Saturday. find out. Yeah. It is what it is right now with the Lakers and uh, what's going on with them. 21 to 21 heading into Denver on Saturday. So we'll get for the post game. But, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to your next appearance on the show. Any last thoughts on the way out?
2: Yes, Gerald. If we ended up in the play-in, let's please not have to play Minnesota or Sacramento, please.
0: No guarantees there. <laughs> no
1: guarantees there at all right there. No guarantees there, buddy.
0: <laughs> I was hoping for a six seed, and now I'm basically like...
1: Well, again, if the Lakers go on any, on any kind of winning streak, all these teams that are right there around 500, and then I include the Clippers, Dallas, Denver minnesota we're all right there in 500 all it takes is one of these teams to go on a winning streak at the right time and you could go ahead and pop up into a fifth place get yourself situated maybe against utah maybe against memphis i couldn't say that about three weeks ago but now i can so memphis could is now thinking about a third seed in the western conference and if golden state keeps playing the way that they're playing they might have to watch out themselves so We'll see what happens there but it'd be very interesting if the lakers can build a winning streak together even though they've got one of the hardest schedules in the second half I just plus don't see them. less I don't home see the, games i don't see the defense they,
0: being able to pull that off i
1: just don't yeah i, I know that's it. a hard thing to ask but maybe there'll be a trade in the offering but again you are on the rob palenka probably will not do anything side laker tom is on that other side of the fence on that one <laughs> I'm I'm somewhere in the neutral in Switzerland. I'm kinda like I don't think no, I just have no faith in Rob Palenka. I'm gonna be right. quite but honest. But wasn't it
0: what what when did when did Caruso sign with, with, with the with Chicago? That was like
1: August. Do you have can, to remind me?
0: September? Can, can, can we get them to
2: trade spots like let's trade Rob Palenka for Rob Lowe? Palenka
0: can
1: can be the fireman and let's bring Rob Lowe in uh-huh. and and bring kicking. back magic, man. Bring back <laughs> magic at
0: this point. You well, know, Rob man.
1: Lowe right now in Texas, you know, answering the 911 calls right there. It's just amazing that Rob Lowe is in a show called 911, Texas. Texas. Again, it is the Lakers fast break. You're getting all Laker Tom on me, Jamie. What's up with that? But <laughs> it is the Lakers fast break. Please go ahead. If you have any questions or all-star picks, Lakers fast break on Twitter or Lakers fast break at yahoo.com or the best place to go. For your conversations, for the Lakers, lakerholics.com. Well, guys, appreciate you two getting together. Will it be another two years before we get together again? Who knows? They're saying no. I am a little faith right now. That- whatever. Whatever. See, see now we're going to do it
0: just to prove you wrong, Joe.
1: Okay. Will it be over or, or – well, you know I'm in Vegas. Will it be over or under 100 emails before we finally come together? Under. Under.
0: Under. under. Definitely
1: Under. Okay. it'll, be under, it'll
0: take, be under 25 i'm calling under 25
1: oh wow no, i might got five bucks bet. on under 25 emails. i might take that bet but we'll find out hopefully we get these two together again in the same room at the same time maybe looking for another scarf who knows right here at the lakers fast break podcast